responsible. I love you. Remember to drink some water. It's important. Here's an advert. Hi. This episode is brought to you by Desert Skies. Desert Skies is a funny, pensive and genuinely interesting audio drama that takes place in the Desert Skies astral plane fuel and service station. The staff of Desert Skies fix cars and get snacks for travellers on their final astral journey, the journey from this life to the next. We listened to episode one this week and really enjoyed it. The concept is really fun and well-written, and the end of the episode has a real emotional punch to it. The first full season of Desert Skies is out now, and the next season is currently in production, so it's the perfect time to listen. Interested? Listen to the end of today's episode to hear the trailer for Desert Skies. Or find Desert Skies anywhere you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Desert Skies for their support. Thank you for listening. And remember, look after yourself. I think you're really cool and nice and should be happy. Marilyn's Diary, A Long Journey Home, Episode 3 Hi Diary, we've visited a few planets now. A lot of them are just little settlements, not a lot to talk about but this next one looks like it could be interesting. It's a lot more built up than the places we've been so far, full of tall buildings and neon lighting. Did you look closely when we were approaching? It seemed impressive from a distance, but a lot of the buildings were just fronts. Penthouse apartments at the top of hollow skyscrapers. Facades with nothing behind them. Style over substance. Strange. Well, let's go and see what it's like. Okay, diary. We're back. It was an odd place. Heated by a distant star, the artificial lighting threw everything into sharp relief. The city we visited was enclosed by a large bubble, which kept the temperature inside bearable, while also keeping in all of the vapor and smoke. We were greeted by a small, neat man with very square, dark glasses. He introduced himself as Hartus, one of the planet's curators. They didn't cater to many off-worlders. The rest of the galaxy were only just becoming aware of the product that the planet was offering. A small niche service. They curated memories. They could polish up old memories, create new ones, or even delete memories entirely. It's a surprisingly common instinct in humans. A lot of people consider a memory wipe after a relationship breakdown. Really? How strange. Not that many go through with it. Except here. This planet is an outlier. The people here were constant curators of their own pasts. Instead of remembering things that made them feel embarrassed or even just plain bored, they overwrote their memories constantly. 
Memories could be trimmed, expanded, or rose-tinted. Some people started from scratch, with idyllic childhoods. Others, with idyllic childhoods, wrote in hardship to add some credence to their reputation. When we told them that we'd visited by chance, Hardis called over a colleague of his, Jacob, to show us around. It was his last day. We asked him what he was going to do next. He smiled, told us that he'd be back at the same job tomorrow. But tonight, he was investing in a hard reset. His brain was so cluttered up with memories that he was going to reset to a time five years ago, when he'd only just started. Five years seemed a lot to wipe, but he explained that it was a fairly common process. One of the problems with the artificial memories was that they were often better than the real thing. It started as a marketing gimmick. <laughs> Live your past in high definition. But it quickly became a problem. The expensive memories were just too good. They burned themselves into the brain brighter and louder than any other memory, which meant that they needed to have their real, lived memories touched up, made a little brighter, a little louder, so they didn't just fade into insignificance. And that's where things got confusing. I was excited at first, curious to know what had finally triggered the desire to perform a full reset, had he accidentally wiped a treasured memory? Overridden a parent with an actor? Had a passionate love affair gone tragically wrong? But, no. I'm sorry. Humans can often be disappointing. You can say that again. Oh, yeah, yes, if you like. Humans can be disappointing. No, I, I was doing that saying. I know. I know you were. Ugh. Where were we? Um, Jacob's reason for a reset. Jacob wanted to do a full reset so that he could override it all again, from scratch, but a little bit more space efficiently. He'd got all the memories he'd purchased so far stored on a drive, ready for insertion after the wiping procedure was complete. Because Jacob had decided that he wanted to have had a gap year. Ugh. It's me again, Sponsible. I love you. Please listen to this short message. Patreon. Support your favorite repairman so we don't have to. Find the link in the show notes or at patreon.com slash battlebirdprod. Automnicon. We own you. from our tea public store find the link in the show notes or at battlebird.productions and maybe just maybe you will be spared in reception who flagged us down, asked what we were there for. She wore a sort of... crown, I suppose I'd call it. A neural recording device. 
It takes in everything she sees, thinks, and feels. She told us that she was an employee of the Memory Institution. She was part of the Memory Capture and Development Team. Her entire job was to have meaningful interactions and live the best possible life, creating media for the memory creation technicians to work with. I said that that sounded inspiring. In contrast to everyone else, she wasn't just having the memories put into her head, she was out there living them. She smiled, but there was something in the back of her eyes as she did, something sad. She asked us if we wanted to know what her life was like. She had a full schedule booked in this week. Dates, extreme sports, art galleries, and dancing. Every moment filled with something beautiful and engrossing, a memory anyone would be happy to have. She needed to have a set amount of interesting interactions per week to meet her quota. I saw that she had a lunch booked in right now with a group of radical philosophers and said we were sorry to be wasting her time. Actually, she said, Meeting an alien being should score quite highly, so that's all right. <laughs> she didn't mind missing her meeting. Apparently, people love to have the memories of lunching with philosophers, but in practice, the actual lived event is a bit tedious. She paused for a moment. I asked what was wrong. She has to cram excitement and interest into every moment of her day. No one wants to live drinking a cup of tea and watching bad TV on a Saturday morning. They can do that in their own home. Excitement? is exhausting. She brightened up, asked me to tell her my story. So I told her all about me and my life and the things I was preparing to do and all the work I'd done. She asked me to retake a few elements when I spoke about Automnicon, for example. And then when we were done, she walked away. Still tired, but I suppose that passive listening was a little less exhausting than engaging debate. Oof, I'm tired. This whole planet has been very tiring. I don't understand it. It feels wrong to you in the same way that rewriting my programming feels wrong to me. But rewriting your programming is different, isn't it? That changes who you are on a fundamental level. Is it really that different? What do you mean? As a living being, you are made up for your memories, programmed by them. They are what makes you who you are. And you especially, as someone who has gained the memories of your entire female line as part of your uh, mental inheritance. Imagine that you decided you wanted to change your memories. Perhaps make your birth a little less traumatic, or make your inherited memories a little less bloody. I guess if I erased all of that, I wouldn't want to change things on Gontano the way that I do now. Hmm. If you cut out the bad parts, or just pretend they don't exist, you can't learn from them. Like the memory propaganda on Gontano. And if you only pay attention to the important things, then the small things pass by. Like sitting here, waiting for our next adventure. Talking. Knowing someone is more than just existing at a string of events that you were both present for. Yeah. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad too. <laughs> you had to make changes, didn't you? You cut out a whole chunk of your mind to make Haroldson. I did. But I wasn't fitting in a gap here. <laughs> I butted so that we could leave. Was it worth it? Yes. And on the way out, maybe I managed to change something for the better. What do you mean? 
Well, I lessened the control that Automnicon has on the YKA. Not significantly. Not enough that they'll notice and tweak it or even take it offline altogether. But enough that if something happens, they won't be able to take the actions against him that they think they can. Thank you, computer. In the third episode of Marilyn's Diary, A Long Journey Home, a We Fix Space Junk miniseries. Marilyn was played by Francesca Mintov Chish, and Computer was played by James Carney. The program was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. We'd like to say a special thanks to David H. for their support on Patreon. We use the donations we receive from Patreon, Coffee, and PayPal to pay our actors, pay ourselves, and run the show. We are so, so grateful for all that you do for us. If you want to support We Fix Space Junk, visit battlebird.productions or see the show notes. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what? What's going on? There's got to be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, we're dm to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm to gmcom dm to gm Get your game started.